Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Tuesday, October 11th. Stocks are in the red everywhere. So you have S&P futures down 30 points. That's about 80 basis points. NASDAQ futures are down 83 points. That's about 75 basis points. And then the Dow futures are off 212 points. That's about 75 basis points. So off 75 to 80 basis points for U.S. equity futures. You have the major European indices trading down about a percent overall. Steep underperformance in basic resources, chemicals, and energy. All those groups are off over 2%. You're not really seeing any areas surge higher in Europe, um, but retail, healthcare, and real estate are uh, relatively outperforming. And then Asia generally ended lower across the board. Uh, mainland China saw small gains. Shanghai Comp was up 20 basis points. The Taiwan Taiex fell over 4%. Taiwan Semi fell over 8%. Um, so very heavy selling in semiconductors. This has been a global theme now for the last several days. In the semiconductors, you have kind of um, two waves of negative news. On the one hand, you know various indications of slumping demand. You had the Gartner Q3 PC update out last night. Historic year-on-year declines in units. The largest year-on-year decline in units, about 20% since Gartner has been recording data since the mid-90s. And then in addition to indications of weakening demand. You have um, the White House restrictions that were announced last week. That's led to kind of very heavy selling, especially in a lot of the international names. You had KLO, KLA Corp come out this morning on Reuters, um, talking about how they are going to be cutting off the sale of certain um, products and services to various different semiconductors to comply with that White House order. So, um, you know, a lot of gloom around uh, semiconductor stocks. Um I would just say this morning, in terms of the uh, tenor of news, the mood of the market is certainly obviously very negative. I think as far as incremental news is concerned since the close yesterday, hard to really point to anything major. Um, you know, So it's generally on mornings like this where you have um, very steep losses in US futures on kind of recycled news. That These are the mornings at the risk of kind of a sharp upside rebound um, for the day at least is high. So think back to you know Wednesday on September 28th, you kind of saw a similar setup. It feels like that again this morning. Um, the BOE was forced to kind of tweak its bond interventions again, the second time um, in as many days, talking about how they're going to start to buy inflation-linked bonds. Um, you know, it, it seems a, a little chaotic in the UK in terms of fiscal and monetary announcements in response to this crisis. They are not ahead of um, the market panic. You know, they continue to kind of respond on a day-to-day basis, really not the way for a monetary um, authority to um, instill calm in the market. So the BOE out again saying they'll they'll expand their bond intervention. But remember, this is going to get cut off on Friday. Um, you know, so there's still a ton of anxiety about what happens next Monday when the BOE ostensibly isn't there. They did impose yesterday, they did enact certain um, liquidity provisions that will stay in place beyond the 14th. But um, you know, again, it, it seems to be continued uh, chaos in the UK on, on both the fiscal and monetary front. Um, you know, a variety of different headlines out of China just talking about how they, they are not going to be relaxing zero tolerance anytime soon. I don't think people expected it to be imminent. Um, you know, most people assume by the spring you're going to start to see some some easing of these policies. Again, Macau and Hong Kong seem to be the test cases for the mainland. Um, you know, you have seen restrictions get removed in those two areas. And I think they're probably just being monitored now to see how the virus evolves. Um, but you know, a lot of kind of China sticking with zero tolerance headlines overnight. Um, no major economic data other than you had uh, UK employment numbers, no huge Fed speakers. Although if you go back to Monday, 
Um, there is a Nick Timoros article, which is kind of the new um, Hills and Wrath for the Wall Street Journal, just talking about how Brainerd and Evans are starting to incorporate some dovish acknowledgments into their speeches. Again, nothing dramatic. You're really not seeing a, a, a pivot in Fed rhetoric. But you are hearing the speeches get um, talk about two-sided risk. So again, the risk that you're tightening too much and then lagged effect. So two-sided risk and lagged effect, those are code dovish code words. The lagged effect referring to the amount of time before aggressive tightening really starts to hit the economy. So they've tightened his, at a historic pace year to date. Um, and there, you know, it's going to take a few months for all that to really hit the economy. So that is something that the Fed is starting to talk more about. Nothing all that dramatic on today's calendar. Um, you do have the LVMH Q3 sales report that's going to hit after the U EU close in the middle of the U.S. session, so around 11.15 or so. Um, and then Mark Zuckerberg will be giving the keynote at the Meta Connect event that's at 1 o'clock. Um, but nothing else really on today's calendar. You still have a ton of events um, arriving later in the week. M most important, um, the CPI on Thursday and then uh, Friday morning with bank earnings kicking off. And that is everything for today, Tuesday, October 11th. Thank you for listening.